0: Hey everyone, how are you doing? It's Nellie here. I hope you're all well. Today we are joined by the wonderful Dr. Gilbert Kaluya. Gilbert is an academic. He has a PhD in gender and sexuality studies. He is trained in critical thinking or what we call here at Dear Nelly, ripping up the script. That is literally his job. Uh, Gilbert is a gay Asian man, and we talk about his experiences of dating. And yes, there has been significant amounts of racism in his dating experience. We take a great listener letter, a bit of feedback on a previous episode, And it leads us into a discussion of basically taking precautions, financial, emotional, and otherwise, when you're dating at our age, because the stakes can often be a little bit higher if you have assets if you have kids if you have a range of circumstances um, essentially you want to be careful that you're not going to be taken advantage of so we have a chat about that one of the things we talk about is that you know if something feels a bit off saying it out loud to another person will often reinforce to you what your gut has been telling you so look enjoy getting into that Gilbert's dating deal breakers and he's a 10 but are absolutely hilarious. Let's just say it involves a saliva waterfall. That will make sense when you listen to the episode. One of the things I love most about Gilbert's episode is that he talks about this script that we're given of be brave, you know, in the face of adversity, um, that that script can actually be overrated and even damaging. I think you'll find that part of the discussion really interesting. Now, while we're here... A big shout out from me, you may or may not know this, but we record well ahead, we record a number of episodes in advance, and we're just at the point where the listener calls a thing on the ground, right? So I would strongly encourage you, if you have a question, if you have a comment, If something you've heard in a previous episode sparked your interest, if you've got a dating story, if you've got some tips, whatever it is, we love to hear from you. And as I've said multiple times, and I mean it sincerely, your calls are the highlight of the podcast. So there's links in the show notes, but it's very easy. You just go to NellieThomas.com, press the button that says record a message and you record a message and send it to me. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Also, a huge news, we have another live show coming up. It is going to be on September 9th at the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne. It is going to be an after hours special. So read into that what you will, Um, but it's going to get a bit saucy. We are joined by the incomparable Pussy for Prosecco, a.k.a. Bev Killick the wonderful Geraldine Hickey is going to be there live and also the fabulous Adam Richard. And yes, for those who are fans of my drag character, Finger Food, she will be making an appearance. So you can get all the information about that at nellithomas.com or again, there's a link in the show notes. It's gonna be such a fun evening in the Brunswick Ballroom, they offer dinner as well. They've organized a DJ, so best case scenario, come for dinner stay for the show it'll be one and a half two hours then we'll have a dance you know it's an after dark extravaganza it's going to be so much fun so I hope you'll come along to that now as always this podcast was recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woi and Boon peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And last but not least, yes, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So
1: off your buck.
2: Dear I could use some advice, dear yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear I'm eager to hear your point of... Oh.
0: Welcome to Dear Nelly: Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40, and we are joined today by our very special guest. Is it doctor or professor? That's doctor, just doctor. It is Dr. Gilbert Kaluuya. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. Now, you are a doctor of
1: what? Uh, it's a doctor of philosophy as a degree, Yes. and the area that I'm in is in gender and sexuality studies.
0: Yes, yeah. and in broad terms, is that cultural studies? Where do you sit in uh, academia?
1: Yeah, I've moved around quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So my training was in gender and cultural studies. Yeah. I'm currently in a writing and literature culture group. So, but yep. hired into gender and sexuality studies within that. So it's a really broad. I like supervise students within literature studies and also examine, you know, work in creative writing as well. So yeah, like
0: professional thinking.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that <laughs> branding, but like, yes, kind of. Is that sure. too diminishing? No, no, no. I mean, you know, now that everything is is, people talking about job-ready graduates and yeah, yeah, research yeah. impact and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah, we have to kind of, you know, work in those domains as well. But yes. I was trained in critical thinking. Yes. So for me, it's, you know, no matter what I'm doing, it's about asking students to think outside of what, they know already. Yeah. Um, even if they're like politically in agreement with me, I will mm. still, I'll push them mm. You know, from whatever angle to, mm. to get them to kind of really think. You can through. argue all the sides. Exactly.
0: So we call that in lay terms on dear Nelly, ripping up the script.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So actually think about concepts like family, mm, like mm. relationships, like mm-hmm. dating, like sex, even mm, mm. what have you been taught? Where did it come from? hmm. Does it serve you?
1: Exactly, yeah. So Uh, what are the narratives that you've been given and that you're invested in? Mm. It's very hard to because people dream within those. They fantasize within those narratives. Mm. So when you rip up the script or more often when the script has been written, you know, has been ripped up for you. For you, yeah. And then you realize you don't have any templates for your life. Mm. That's really hard. Yes. And you have to go out on your own. Yeah. And then you hopefully can eventually find the people that support that. Mm. But that may also mean that you sometimes have to change your networks and your friends and your family mm. to live that life. Yeah.
0: That's right. I think it can be – it's a good way to put it because it, even though – I mean, we talk about how it takes great courage to rip up the script. Mm. Even something as simple as getting divorced, mm, mm. you know, let alone a whole range of other scripts that we talk about on this podcast – What we don't talk about enough, though, I think is how unsettling that can be, Mm. you know, because all of a sudden you've gone from the safety of a narrative Mm. that's understood by the majority Mm. um, and you can feel like you're out at sea.
1: Yeah. I I, I also think that bravery, courage is Mm. also a certain script that society wants um, in order to feel better sometimes about some of the circumstances that we go through. Oh, yes, Gilbert. Right. And so it's great when it's empowering for you. Yes. But if I look back at my life, for example, Mm. a lot of the stuff that I faced, I didn't ask for any of that. And Mm. I wasn't, I didn't mean to be political. Mm. I just wanted to live my life and not Mm. be harassed and attacked Mm. and violated. Mm. But even that simple thing was enough to upset so many people that I got you know, backlash from it,
0: so you are surviving
1: exactly, and I
0: think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're talking about I mean we're in Pride month,
1: yes, you yeah. know,
0: like the narratives about coming out, for example, mm. and that being inspiring, <laughs> yes. you know, and for a lot of people, it's very much not inspiring, and no. it's very painful, and yeah. there are real consequences, yeah, both in terms of like economically, socially, with your family mental health, like a whole range of things. Mm. And I think the danger of something like Pride Month, even though I love it on one level, the danger is that there's no room for that,
1: mm.
0: you know, for the for the person who is struggling, even if they came out 20 years ago. Mm. if If they still feel some shame, for example,
1: because that was given to them, mm. then we haven't got a flag for that. Well, I mean, that's interesting because Pride as it was originally conceived – Precisely because of the fact that we were shamed.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So the existence of pride and and when it first was formed was really a recognition mm. that we were shamed and shunned mm. and and attacked by society. Mm. Pride was our resistance That's to right. that kind of silencing and you know mm. violation. I see your shame. Yeah. That you are trying to put on me, it's not mm. in me, right? That you're trying to put on me, and I resist it by mm. saying I'm proud of myself, right? Yeah. So the corporatization of pride, mm. and it's and and it's not you know young people's fault, but they, um, some of them haven't grown up in that kind of intense homophobic no. environment. So for them, you know, coming out online, you know, mm. having a YouTube post or a vlog mm. to kind of, you know, announce to their followers and fans that they're coming out, and it's this massive celebration. Mm. Everyone congratulates them. I'm like, that was not our experience. No, <laughs> was absolutely not. 1980s, 1990s. That was not our experience, and it's yeah. not the
0: experience of a lot of people still. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and that's and the same with for people who are listening. Who and there's a lot. Who might have been recently separated or divorced. Mm. Yeah, I mean, divorce has been around for a long time in Australia. Mm. It's far more socially acceptable to be a single parent or Mm. all those sorts of things. But that shame hasn't gone. Exactly. And that pressure hasn't gone. Mm. And there needs to be space for that Mm. rather than just kind of go, you're all right, you're all right. Mm. No, no, lots of people are not all right.
1: Yeah, like holding space for a whole complex set of emotions that we go through that come
0: and go Mm. as well you might be really empowered
1: totally in your decision
0: and who you are at one point in your life Mm. and in the absolute shitter Mm. you know the next i mean again we call it and i forgive me because i'm so conscious i'm talking to a doctor oh my god it's
1: just me i know
0: (laughs) but you're a civilian you're not a comedian (laughs) um we call it
1: sitting in the shit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, like yeah. you
0: gotta sit in the shit. You, you cannot do. be you cannot get separated, divorced, you cannot be from a marginalized community, mm-hmm. you can't there's a whole range of things. You can't have mental health stuff without periods of sitting
1: in the shit. Yes, and it's I think one of the most empowering things for me is when people recognize that. Yes. Because Meet me there. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people want like it's coming from a nice place. Yeah, it is. They want to uplift you they want mm. to see you do well and they don't you know mm. they don't want you to be stuck in that but
0: you're amazing <laughs> do you like know that. what I would say about it? it is coming from a nice place but it can also potentially come from a very self-involved place it is they want to feel that you're okay
1: yeah but sometimes that's because they themselves have gone through it yeah for sure so that projection is really about them also sustaining themselves yes and I want to hold space for that as well because I'm like I- yes I can I see What's happening, yes. Um, And we've done it. I've done that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's
0: just sit with the fact that it is a projection. Mm, Exactly. And that it's actually not what you're experiencing. Mm, You know, mm. it is okay to have – you don't want to be sitting in a shit 24-7 for your whole life. Exactly. But you want to allow yourself a moment to kind of go, you know what, if someone yells out something homophobic from a car, Mm. yes, you're allowed to feel bad about that. Yep. You know, you don't, or if someone, if you go to your Christmas lunch and you get shamed because you're a single mum, mm. yeah, that feels
1: awful. Yeah. I, I remember a colleague, an American colleague, um, and also a British colleague, uh, something happened, like a staff member was being abused, and the reaction from other colleagues, uh, Australian colleagues, was to say, oh, let's still make a joke of it. And like, uh, you know. What? Of, you know. Glad that you found out that that was bad. Or he, you know, here's a silver lining to that thing. Oh,
0: no, positive psychology.
1: Right. Yeah. It was really interesting to see the two colleagues from the US and UK just like, what are you what doing? What are you doing? This is like yeah. so inappropriate. You yeah. Know, the first thing you need to do is to just recognize this was a bad thing.
0: They're sad. Yeah, and if they want
1: to move on from it, great, you can support them in that. But this idea of, like, just telling people, like, oh, lucky you found out they were bad or, Mm. you know, Mm. like, oh, that must mean that you are being, like, Mm. if the fact that you're being attacked means that you're successful Mm. um, in what you're doing or, like, the fact that people are upset.
0: Because you're shining so bright. That's why you're getting abused on the
1: internet. (laughs) Exactly. Can we sit with the bit where I'm getting abused? Right. Please. So... I mean, that moment for me, because my immediate reaction, because that's how, like, when I talk about my circumstances, that's how people react in Australia. My immediate reaction was the same thing. And so to see those kind of, you know, colleagues from our side just going, no, this is not a good culture. Yeah. That's inappropriate.
0: And that experience, I think, and we'll get to your circumstances, Mm -hmm. that experience of, of Being vulnerable enough to share difficulties, Mm. to then be met with, but you're great, Mm. is so invalidating. Yes. That's not the intention. Yeah. But there's no um, acknowledgement of the vulnerability that you have shared Mm, mm. and how open you need to be Mm. and how risky it is, Mm. you know, to sit with someone and kind of go, actually, this happened and I'm really hurt. Mm. The last thing you want is like do some affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, thank you. I don't mm. want to do
1: some affirm. Like I might not ever, and I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the other thing is that, uh, you know, I try. I try to share a lot on on my Facebook. Yeah. Um, particularly around my, my dating. Yeah. In part, oh, we'll to be kinda, getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> in part, to kind of demonstrate what it's actually like for yes. someone like me to be dating in the yes. context that I'm in. It's interesting to see those that feel that it's oversharing. Oh, really? It's, yeah, that's why like, are they following you then? They're friends in other contexts and their colleagues as well. Yeah. Okay. But they don't want like they want to separate that professional from my private life. The problem is when I go into work, they'll ask things like, you know, What's happening? How are you going? How's, Mm. you know, are you seeing someone at the moment? They will ask about your private life, Mm. but they want to hear the nice version of how things are going. They don't want to know about the ins and outs of, you know, racism and dating, for example. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that's really interesting because, again, those are the same people who want to have that sort of positive, you know, spin on things at the end of the day. Um, If
0: you don't want the answer, don't ask. Right. I mean, two hmm. things strike me. It's like, first of all, you can snooze Gilbert on Facebook if he's giving you the shit. (laughs) Exactly. Or anyone else. You don't even have to unfollow or block. Exactly. You can snooze and if you don't like it, off you go, Mm. you know. But secondly, if you're going to ask, if I'm going to say Gilbert, what's your experience of dating like? Mm. I better be prepared to hear um, what your actual experience of dating's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise, don't (laughs) we'll get to don't ask. (laughs) Well, let's go back. Can I take you back? Mm -hmm. um, uh, You know, I mean, I hate having to rush through this, but Mm -hmm. I sense we've got a lot to talk about. Mm. Take me back to little Gilbert. Mm -hmm.
1: When did little Gilbert start dating? I started. I think I started dating when I was fifteen. Right, okay. In high school. I uh, I saw someone who was kind of adjacent to some friends and and saw someone um, at that school as well. But my real... What sort of school are we talking? uh, It was a state-selective agricultural high school. Oh, so a rural... Yeah, not – it's like um, on the outskirts of the city in Sydney. Okay. So I I learned how to pregnancy test cows with my hands. I was – this is a curveball. I can throw sheep (laughs) if you want me to throw sheep. So can I, but because I grew up in the country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I can mules. Oh my God.
1: But I did not expect you to be able to do that. Exactly. I love that because people like, you know, inner city, you know, Asian, Twinkie, gay boys like learned how to (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) test. I love the unexpected.
0: So select entries at all boys.
1: It was um, co ed. Co-ed. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And so were you dating boys or girls? And at boys. any point you say, yeah. you know, I don't want to answer that. Okay. Yeah. So your first boyfriend, you're like 15. Yeah. And what's
1: that like? I mean, it was innocent. Yeah. You know, we were still discovering things. I didn't have access to pornography. Yeah. You know, so it's very different to, I guess, the kind of pressures that younger gay men have now where yeah. they see a lot of stuff well before they even get into a relationship. Yes. Um. So that For was good and bad, to be was honest. Was good and bad, yeah,
0: yeah. So we're talking, are we talking late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, early nineties, or mid nineties? Actually, mid yeah, 90s, mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So kind, I mean, internet's around, but not everyone has it. We anyway, are, yeah, we're just getting internet. email. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember thinking, oh, it's a free fax. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that internet dial-up was like was oh, so tenuous. Boom, 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 boom. It took yeah. so long. Yeah. You would kind of And no iPhones and all that you know, stuff. Save up your time. You're like, okay, this is the time I'm going to download, you know, the pay. Good. Exactly.
0: So, <laughs> it was you're dating this boy for how long?
1: It was just like a, you know, it was a couple of months. Yeah. Um, and, and I wouldn't say it was very We kind of just I think actually it was it was through the straight girls who yeah. were like, oh, you know, so-and-so likes you. And I'm like, oh, okay, here's oh, really hot. Like, let's, you know. Let's yeah, move. right. So you were out to the girls? Yeah. Yeah, I came out, you know, quite young. I came out when I was 14, 15. Wow. And how was that? It was intense. Yeah. Um, because I, it was illegal back then. Yeah. Um, uh, and I was expecting to face a lot more violence at school. Mm. I didn't. I faced a lot of discrimination Mm. and there was a lot of teasing, um, but I was very lucky to escape, you know, full-on physical assaults. Um, Well, I don't know
0: if it's lucky, but I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, in the context of... In that
0: context, you had an expectation. Were you camp, for what a better word? I was, yeah. Feminine. So you were
1: identifiably... Yes, very much ...young gay
0: Asian man. Yeah,
1: which is part of the whole thing is like... Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, very feminine. I was, like, you know, mm. do, doing visual arts and, mm. you know, did well in home economics and yeah. I wasn't, like, a rugby <laughs> Best boy. Best friend to the
0: English teacher.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was also yeah. – I mean, you know, puberty hit different, mm. right? And so the white boys just kind of mm. – in puberty and grew and I was small to begin with yes. and then I was really small yes. in comparison. So, yes. you know, all those – biological textbooks we had at, yeah. at, at school, I was like waiting for my second growth spurt and it just never, never happened. Yep. My shoulders never broadened out. You know, yep. it was like all that kind of – I didn't get facial hair until mm. I was like in my 40s.
0: Mm.
1: So it's like <laughs> all mm. that kind of was like these timelines of when things happen just didn't work for me. So
0: No, was, and I think on top of that, obviously, there's an element in Australian culture, especially straight male Australian culture mm-hmm. – that feminises Asian men. Oh, yeah. You know, so that some of the discrimination and fear and sexualization that young women face, mm. even straight Asian men face. Yes. Yeah. So you've got that on top of actually being gay, mm-hmm. being effeminate, being mm. small. Yeah. So, of course, it makes sense that they'd be part of you bracing for violence.
1: Yeah. Yeah, particularly at that contest and that time, you know, I had Horrendous. many friends who had many of those kinds of experiences. So. And how
0: does your boyfriend deal with that? Like, did you tell him about that
1: fear, or did he have the same fears? We had the same fears because wow. you know it was from other students. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, we weren't really seeing each other for that long. I wouldn't, mm. you know, that that wasn't a kind of a serious relationship for me. Yeah, I was dating. I started dating another guy, an older guy, when I was fifteen. 16, 17.
0: Mm. How much older are we talking?
1: I'm much older. O- older than 21. So he would that would have okay. been illegal at that time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um he could have been charged with statutory rape. Yeah. So by the time we started seeing each other homosexuality had been decriminalized yeah. but only for those over 18. Yeah. Wow. So the fact that I was younger that even if they were 18 that would have still been mm. bad mm. but the fact that he was, you know, older than 21 mm. would have meant that he would... Yeah.
0: Whereas to be clear, if he was a 21-year-old woman, Mm. it would have been legal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, At 16 it would have. That is correct, yeah, Yeah. 16, yeah. Yeah, not before 16, but at 16. Yeah. Wow. So they they take a lot of other stuff into account, but yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so once – I'm assuming once you go to uni – well, maybe my assumption's wrong – do you feel any safer in a uni context than school?
1: Yeah, I did, but I also had a – a fantasy of what university was going to be yes. like. So while you are at school and facing homophobia...
0: Yeah. I've just got to get through this. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. I, had, you know, I
1: watched Educating Rita. And yeah. All that. I was like, <laughs> I had this kind of idea that I have this, like, close relationship with these intellectual beings. Yes. And everyone else is there who's really interested. And you turn up and, like, people don't do their readings. No one's, like, oh, really care about the conversation. So you
0: think you're going to be <laughs> sitting in a cafe smoking... Jitans, I did. I like, talking about Derrida <laughs> so and then you rock up to and Chad didn't even read the one pager. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, like completely so different. Yeah. um, And, and yeah, so I, I felt safer, but so I was still with my boyfriend from, yeah. from 16, 17. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to move to Melbourne mm. um, to do a degree here. And then I decided to move with him. Mm hmm. So yeah, I was so that's like, a long-term relationship for that age. It was yeah, it was like um, over two years. Yeah, I so, moved cities to to stay with. Yeah, you.
0: I mean that's a big call. Yeah, is that and again, I'm always conscious when I'm asking this mm-hmm. that you know you don't have to answer. Sure, um, but would you say is that the most significant relationship of your life? Or most formative, or yeah,
1: definitely one of the most formative. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like your first close, like real, yeah, your first you love, know, long-term relationship. Or well, for me, that's long-term. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and also because it ended well. Yes, and and so that really affected my expectations of how other men would behave.
0: Oh, so you were lulled into really a false, false sense of security. <laughs> so advertising. when you say it ended well, what does that look like?
1: And we both decided that we weren't, you know, really in love with each other anymore. Mm. And we had a conversation about what that might mean. And, and mm. I continued to live with him for six months after mm. that when they're still the same mm. um, apartment. And, you know, he was happy for me to see other people. I was happy for him to see other people, mm. sleep with other people. Like, but I didn't mm. have any jealousy. Like, it was it was just a nice ending. So it and wasn't
0: I, dramatic and catastrophic and all the things that we think of as no. that's what happens when relationships end. I mean, that's part of the ripping up the script that we try mm. and do on this podcast. That's the truth for a lot of people. Yeah. Where they just kind of go, it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah. And so I'm, and I remember I was, like, literally sitting on his lap mm. where I was like, are you still in love with me? Yeah. And he was like, I don't think so. And I said, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of ended. Yeah. But it was very adult. It was very, you know, a normal human. For me, if you've spent time loving someone, Mm. even when that love goes, Mm. unless they've done something horrible to you, Mm. I just don't understand why you would turn into such a nasty Mm. thing. Mm. And that's just not the rest Mm. of my experience. No.
0: So you have that experience really young. Mm. And then, so you're what, early 40s now? Yeah, 43.
1: 43.
0: And so this is my impression from Facebook, mm. so again, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but you have been dating since then yeah. but not had, like, long-term relationships?
1: There, Yeah, I've had a couple of quote-unquote long-term relationships, same yeah. time as, as him, so, you know, about yeah. two years.
0: Okay, no, well, that's kind of, long-term,
1: you know, yeah. Yeah. I guess in you know gay culture it is. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, like,
1: wow, you know they had a dog. Um, yeah. Was like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Labradoodles all round. That's yeah, yes, yeah, too much. Unintended. Um, yes. But you do a lot of online dating. Uh yeah, I started to. I was kind of really forced to. Yeah. After my, I think we all are. Yeah, it's like there's. Yeah. So meeting people in clubs is how it used to go. So yeah. Back in the nineteen nineties when I first started going out, you would know, yeah. be going to clubs, but it's also through sort of personal ads in yeah. in the gay rags. Yeah. And then um, then after that I didn't really use the gay rags because I just meet people out on the, in the gay yeah. scene. Yeah. Um so that's mostly how I met people well mm. into my thirties. Mm. But I don't really go out that much. Mm. A lot of people aren't going out as much. No. And also a lot of people are just getting dates through online dating. Mm. So well, it's I a combination,
0: isn't it? It's like you're getting older. A lot of people, and I don't even mean this as a joke. As you mm. get older, you do go out less. Yes, that's or, true. Or yeah. you don't go out for as late. Yeah,
1: I'm which is responsibilities, and yeah, way. you've
0: got a job. Yeah, you know, like waiting up till three in the morning for a hookup is far less attractive than oh when you're God. 20 years old, <laughs> and it might not happen. Yeah, I'm not waiting. You know, so who up. the hell is gonna like? I'm lucky to wait till nine. Yeah, you know. So, but then on top of that the
1: accessibility of online dating Mm. means that you don't have to. Exactly. But I'm also just not as desperate as when I was younger. Yes. I was really – Tell me about that. Yeah, I was – I mean, you know, you have fantasies about Mm. the kind of life you're going to live and, you know, the kind of partner you're going to have. And it's not just you. Your family and your friends have Mm. fantasies for you as well. Mm. And and in, you're watching Will and Grace. Right. And you, you, you know, yeah. the notebook and the whatever, like yeah. the
0: fantasies are being fed. Yeah, I'm like, now's yeah. my
1: time, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, but that just didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, as I get older, firstly, you know, random sex isn't just, it's just not interesting to me. Yeah. To have, you know, having sex with someone I don't really know. I appreciate that for other people. That's great. It's a thing they really love and I support that. It's not a judgment. We actually
0: get quite a few calls from people sort of going, there there is a sort of whatever, we're post everything now, but Mm. you know, (laughs) the post sexual liberation or post bloody, post modern, Mm. whatever, who kind of go, I feel this pressure that I should be up for. Yep. One night yeah. stands or particular sex acts mm. or particular things and that I'm somehow prudish for not. Right. I'm like, I just want to honor you don't have to be. Mm, mm. If that's your jam, go for it. Yeah. i got no judgment. You've got no judgment. Mm. But if that doesn't fulfill you or mm. you don't get anything out of it, don't do it.
1: Yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I feel that I've already done it. Yeah. And um, I appreciated that for what it gave me at that time. Yeah. But it's just not enjoyable as I get Me, older not, because I'm kind of more interested in the person. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I find, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to have a good chat with a good friend that yeah. I know I connect with than to have a hookup with someone I don't know. Yeah. And it's not just not knowing them. It's less about that. It's le- It's more about, like, not knowing their bodies, not knowing, yeah. you know, what they like and, mm. and them not knowing what I like. Mm. Um, again, that could be really mm. pleasurable at mm. some times, but mm. I find it's a lot of work. Yeah. And then what happens so at tired. the end and then what
0: messages and then what, you know, <laughs> like it's all of that kind of stuff as well. So tell me you're doing, you know, it seems like you dip in and out of like most of us do mm. when you are dating, cause mm-hmm. you get to the point where you get sick of it mm. and then you go back to it and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of s- cyclical really. Yeah. What's your experience of dating like as a 44 year old mm. gay Asian man in Melbourne?
1: <laughs> <It's, Boo. yeah. laughs> oh boy, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not great, right? Yeah, yeah. If I could just, can I just set the scene a little yes. bit? Because I think, um, you know, when I mentioned that the gay scene is racist, I think a lot of people uh. kind of get that on a general sense. Yeah. But I don't think they really understand, like, the depth of that and how it's changed.
0: I don't know that all the listeners will get that. Yeah. You know, that is because I think a lot of people assume that all minorities are cool with other minorities. Yeah. And all marginalised groups understand each Mm -hmm. other and the understanding of lateral violence is not there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are gay Asian men who don't like other gay Asian men.
1: Oh, a lot. You know,
0: all of that kind of stuff, that internalised stuff. Mm -hmm. So... When you say the the gay scene is racist, mm-hmm. what do you mean?
1: Yeah, so you know, going back to when I first started mm. going out on the gay scene, you know, when I was growing up, I uh, faced more violence or some more um, discrimination on the grounds of of um, homophobia, yeah, my um, sexuality, particularly as a student at school. Mm. So when I started going out on the gay scene, I, I thought I was going to be with my people. Yes, do you know what I mean? I was like reading gay literature yeah. when I was fifteen. I I'll was be like embraced, you know, reading um, mm. books. I was like, you know, attending events. I went to gay art shows. I was like mm. going to queer screen, mm. like I was really mm. involved, and I thought I was going to meet up with my people, and then I went on the gay scene and realized like how hated I was as oh, an Asian. Gilbert. It was really intense. So,
0: so was it? It was well, a combination. Was it exoticization? Was it hatred? Was it Misunderstanding,
1: was it all the things? Like, what does it look like? I mean, this is um, the rise of anti Asian racism in Australia, post-Hanson and all, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so post-kind of major um, Asian ways of migration after Mm -hmm. the end of the White Australia policy. Mm. So um, it was just a cultural intense hatred in the Mm -hmm. sense that, like, I couldn't go to most clubs, most gay clubs wouldn't allow me to go into them. What? Um, Yeah. In Um,
0: the early 2000s?
1: Late 1990s, early 2000s. So the
0: club, you literally rock up to the door and the bouncer says. They won't
1: allow me in unless I'm with with my white friends. So, Oh, Gilbert. There were like two specific clubs that we could go to. And then there was also another club that I would go to. And there was a particular area that we would (gasps) be allowed to be in. Oh, Gilbert, no. And then when I was in those clubs. In Sydney? Yeah, yeah. In Sydney? Yes.
0: One of the most multicultural,
1: ca- yeah. like, cities in the world. That's all changed now, but my point is that that's what I grew up in. Of That course. was my yeah, yeah. experience for many years. Yeah. So it's hard, I think, for a lot of people mm. who kind of see the gay scene now and they think, well, mm. that doesn't happen. And I'm mm. like, but no, 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 that was years of my experience mm. where it was, I was literally, if I moved outside of that space, mm. I would cop it.
0: But also Gilbert, this isn't the nineteen fifties.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: not Saudi Arabia. This <laughs> yeah, is Sydney. Sure. Yeah. You know, in what, twenty years ago? Mm. Like yep. that is actually stunning.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people just don't know no. that kind of level. Um, a lot of gay gay white men will explicitly say that they don't own Asians. They yes, did that back then and they still do that now. I saw that on the apps when I was yeah. on the apps. That, that's still happening. Yeah, it's like really yeah. – um, but also like some don't say that because they don't want to look racist. Yeah. But they actually don't want to date Asians and then they get, you know, they're like, what do you contact me for? Wow. Um, or, so you message yeah. someone on the apps. Yeah. And they are going, why – What's going on here? It could be anything from like, you know, sorry, not interested to like abuse, like oh, you wow. know, racist abuse. So uh, people don't kind of realize that, mm. you know, you, you're on there making yourself vulnerable. Yeah, of course. Um, and I've got to be careful as well about, you know, ensuring that my students don't see me if yes. they're on those apps, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I pay attention to that. Some of my gay white colleagues don't really care. Mm. I'm like, but the politics of respectability mm. make a massive difference for people of colour. Oh,
0: absolutely. And the idea, again, that all minority groups are going to understand all that stuff. Again,
1: yeah. You know, they're like, well, I'm free and my students yeah. like it and like... You know, yeah. like I've got one colleague who, like, posts, you know, all their shirtless pics and, mm. you know, students of theirs would be like, oh, woof, you know, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, If I had that on my – I can't get away with that. Um, no. Oh, my, no. No. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I
0: noticed a lot, and I've talked about this before, when I was on, you know, um, queer women dating sites, mm. and it made me so sad to see the amount of no trans. Mm, mm, mm. And, yeah. again, I'd be like, why didn't you just swipe left?
2: mm Like, Mm. why
0: do you actually have to, even if you feel, I don't understand feeling like that, Mm -mm. but if you do feel like that, why do you have to explicitly announce your bigotry and make any trans person on that site feel like shit? Why?
1: Like, just move on. So I've changed, so there's a campaign around that. Is there? In the gay community around sexual racism. Where they were saying, you know, you should not announce that kind of stuff because it does make people, you know, makes people feel excluded. But the reality is contacting people who don't explicitly state it and then finding Mm. out individually from them that they don't date Asians is no Mm. less upsetting. Oh, no, no, no. no. So in some ways I prefer to just know. And ask yourself why
0: you don't date fucking Asians. (laughs) I mean, isn't that the first step? Like interrogating... Yeah. Your own responses, like, I won't date someone bisexual. Mm. I won't date someone Asian. I won't date someone trans. Or, like, how long's your list? Can you ask yourself, please, why? Do your yeah. work.
1: I think that's more difficult than it seems because it's like saying, well, why can't if, – if you're gay and other people are like, well, why can't you question that and just, you know, start to oh, because like – have. Right. I know. Right. (laughs) But my my point is that desire doesn't change like that.
0: No. And so, you know,
1: we're raised in particular cultural contexts where even my left wing friends who are very progressive Mm. and know all of this stuff and, you know, really try not to be racist, Mm. they can't change their desires. Right. So I'm going to challenge that,
0: Gilbert. I'm going to challenge that. Sure. I reckon, I mean, not, I'm not talking about race in particular. I'm Mm. talking in general. Mm -hmm. I think. You can evolve and you can interrogate. Like desire's not fixed. Oh, I agree. And you can interrogate, you know, why do you find larger bodies off-putting? Yep. You know, why do you find tall men more attractive? Why are you excluding short men? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, there's a whole range of things. I mean, the one that I encountered most often, the example mm-hmm. I gave you before, was this, you know, the biphobia. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on a date with a woman who basically oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I'm not dating someone bisexual. Yeah. Well, why? Like, sure. what is it that you think you know mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. based on that word? Mm-hmm. And I, th- I mean, that, that didn't work. So you're, it's proving your point. <laughs> but I think it. I do think it's possible with enough work. It's not to yeah. say that you're going to completely be open to everything, and nor should you be.
1: but at least interrogate it. Yeah, so I'm not saying that it's impossible. Yes, but I think it's it not is. not likely. It's I think it's very hard because it takes a lot of work. Yeah. It takes a lot of honesty. We'll do the work. And a lot of vulnerability. Yeah. It does. But if there's no if there's no pressure. Yeah. If you're in a culture that primarily agrees with you that Asians aren't attractive, where is the pressure for you to want to do that purely out of a sort of progressive Politics. No, but it can be
0: self-interested. That's my thing. Oh, it's interesting, like, yeah. what if you're, you're – I mean, I'm not even sure if I believe in the concept of the person, but let's say mm. you believe in the one okay, or sure. my person or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, I don't what know. if your person's Asian? Right. What if your person's trans? What if your person's fat? What if yeah, your yeah. – per- like it can be a self-interested thing to be mm-hmm. going, I'm excluding mm-hmm. entire groups of people. Sure. And I'm not even sure where that – story came from like what's the yeah. story in my head about what an asian man is
1: well you know i've dated many of those kinds of guys yeah um but that can also be its own problem right so yeah. it's like oh i oh, you try do you the out. work for them yes you no know, i've never been attracted <laughs> oh, to an yeah. asian but you have such good english and oh, i was like i think this bit. might work and yeah like, you read stuff and you know yeah. you're intelligent I'm like there are lots of intelligent oh, Asians. Wow! <laughs> My friends want me to meet someone that they think of as worthy of me. Yes, but that's just not the reality of this. You know, the scene is quite small within that as a smaller pool of people who date Asians, uh, and then yeah, and then and then it's just like serendipity, right, within that context mm. as well. So let yeah. me ask you this, though,
0: because I'm resisting the urge to be that person who <laughs> kind of goes, but he might be there. He
1: might still be there. because yeah, well, yeah. he might. He might.
0: You yeah. know, who knows? Um, he might not, too. Like, I'm a big advocate of being single, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. there's joys, great mm-hmm. joys being single. Um, are you close to that possibility, or are you
1: still, is the door open? Oh, the door's always open. Okay. But so you haven't been uh, worn down to the point where you're like, I'm out. Done. No, no, I'm not, I'm not out. Yeah. But I'm realistic. Yeah. I mean, I've been at this for 25 yeah. years. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not Sex and City. No, you know, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Or maybe it is. Mr. Big died. Kind you know? Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, still the windows open. The windows open, but I'm also kind of more realistic about. Mm. And, but I think, you know, for example, many straight women are like this as well. They kind of like Especially of our age. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm a little bit older, but especially of our age. It's like
0: heartbreak and disappointment mm-hmm. is cumulative. Yeah. It compounds. Mm-hmm. And also I think where – I mean, it's a stereotype, but where a lot of gay men and women have a good overlap is that I think we're in, forced into a position where we go, okay, I'm going to work on my friendships – I'm mm. going to work on my work. I'm going to mm. work on my kids. I'm going to take up fucking macrame, whatever it is. Like I mm. know I consciously mm-hmm, mm. um, need to seek joy. Yeah. And that might not be from a partner.
1: Yeah. I think in part because there's that fantasy that mm. a partner is going to completely understand you, mm. you can be completely vulnerable in front of them, mm. you'll know they're the one because yeah. of all these other things. Yeah. I'm like – Mm, I'm like my standards are lower, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm, do you know? Can I just yeah.
0: pause there for a second, like because I think it's really critical. That is cultural gaslighting. Yes, because I know that there's so many people listening of all genders mm. who are there going because I haven't found that something to do with me, right? Right, or, I'm lacking. Yeah, I haven't tried hard enough. Mm. No, maybe that narrative's bullshit. Mm. You know, yes, you meet some people where you just are like, oh, I adore you. Mm. Even that often doesn't work out long term. Right. Yeah. You know, there. I just am not sure that this narrative of the one is serving any
1: of us. No. Um, but I think the opposite, you know, the, uh, the other side of it is not just like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. It's also that everyone else is just wrong. Like everyone yes. else is bad. And yes. I'm like, well, no, they're just flawed Yeah, and then that becomes beings. bitterness. Yeah. And that's not cool. Or it becomes like this kind of uh, expectation of perfectionism in another. Yes. Which is not for me Mm. a healthy expectation. No, it's not. you know, well, and that's also a projection. I is, think the yeah. people
0: I've met like that are actually have that expectation of themselves and are projecting it. Yes. And then everybody's disappointing, including themselves, and yeah. so now we're in a shame
1: spiral, and that's not hot. <laughs> yes. Right. So <laughs> can we
0: just go to the movies? Yeah. <laughs> so know? I think
1: my uh, expectations in that sense have just yeah. been lowered. Mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just hard finding someone who it is. can, um. You know, I can kind of have these conversations with. Mm. It's also the kind of particular training that I have yeah. as well. Yes. So it's kind of it's yes. difficult because sometimes people are like, oh, it'd be really great to be with someone who's smart, but then yeah, when we have arguments, then they yeah. really smart don't like it. Smart people are nightmare. Yeah, smart so. <laughs> people are nightmare. And
0: two people living in their heads, right, is, is really complicated. I mean, for yeah. real, like it is really. If you're overanalyzing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of my kids said to me the other day which was sort of both a compliment and really depressing. She, mm. depressing. She's like, I don't know if anyone could match your EQ. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, so then you've got to work out, and this is about deal breakers. Yes. You know, it's like how much EQ does someone have to have? Mm-hmm. How much IQ does someone have to have? I mean, they're both fraught concepts, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean. What actually, it's not about yes or no, it's levels. Mm. You know, and can they meet you somewhere close to where you are?
1: Yeah. So for me, it's not having the training or background that I do, mm. but that there's enough that they can understand that we can have a conversation. Yeah,
0: and curiosity and openness and yeah. all
1: those things. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and, not, and also yeah. not feel um, threatened by my occupation. Oh, your intellect. I was I don't just see, gonna I don't say, the no, but smart, and then, but then, you are. And then, I mean,
0: <laughs> we're getting over that. I'm just okay, okay. that we're not discussing that. Okay. You clearly are. Okay, okay. But I find it interesting, and this won't surprise you. Like I was almost an academic, mm-hmm. yes. so I know a lot of academics. Mm. I know a lot of intellectuals. I'm a comedian. Mm. I know comedians who are smarter than any of the academics for sure that I met. Mm. You know, and vice versa. Yeah, you know. Um. So it's not a bad occupation. As you say, but it's about a curiosity, a brain that works a certain way, that's interested in certain things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to move us on. I want you to come back next time and remember this because I'll forget it. I want to talk about specific dates. Okay, sure. I want to actually go through some date stories. I think we've run out of time today, but I'd love to do that. Okay. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? It's Nellie here rudely interrupting the podcast to let you know that we have – a live show coming up soon. We're doing Dear Nelly Live After Hours, an extravaganza of talent riffing about hmm, after dark activities. It's on Saturday the 9th of September in the salubrious surrounds of the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne. It's going to be an evening show. There'll be drinks. There's dinner options available. The first half will be like the usual demented game show style live show with the incomparable Bev Killick, a.k.a. Pussy for Prosecco the fabulous Adam Richard and one of our favourite guests on the podcast, award-winning comedian Geraldine Hickey. In the second half, I'll do a few musical numbers. Yes, Finger Food will return and Bev will also sing live. There will be a DJ after for dancing as well. So leave the kids at home. I mean, obviously get a babysitter, but come and kick your heels up on your own or with a group. Everyone is welcome. Welcome. Ticket links in the show notes or go to NellieThomas.com. Can't wait to see you there.
2: <laughs> you just found <laughs> 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 oh, No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll show badge for Verve. <laughs> now, are you ready for some listener calls? I just saw another one. Yeah. P- Pussy for Prosecco. <laughs> Balls for beer I could just keep going I'll tickle you for toffee Oh, You would Yeah, cock for chocolate (laughs) Cock for KFC (laughs) Kentucky Fried Cock Oh
2: Oh, no Oh Nally We've got a song
0: If you think that's not going to be the promo for this episode You're out of your mind All right, so in our armchair expert section, I put something from the ether to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. As a cultural studies expert, I thought you would appreciate that. (laughs) Okay. This one I'm going to do, I actually found, I've been saving this for you. Oh, my gosh. Because I know you do online dating, and this is (laughs) one of the worst profiles that I've ever seen. So pick a male name because I don't want to use his real name. Ian. Ian, all right. (laughs) So Ian is 21. (laughs) The picture is of him – Like Puff the Magic Dragon. I don't know if he's had a spliff or if he's vaping, but there's a lot of smoke coming out of his Uh mouth. So that's his profile picture. (laughs) And Ian says, I'm a self-employed entrepreneur. Mm. I work in sales, looking for love, but probably won't find it here. If you're not here to take things seriously, don't bother. Now, I'm aware of the class shaming in this, but he has spelt you're wrong. Okay. Yes. Just, yes. As, just as a bit of context. Sure. So as someone who has to interpret um, online, mm. online profiles, tell me about Ian. Gilbert?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. And
0: entrepreneurs
1: like jumps yeah. out to me. I'm, I'm not even going there because <laughs> like I'm with the, that kind of stuff. Like I'll find out once. Yeah. If, I, if I'm interested I, in you, I'll yeah. find out what that really means. And I, I don't even care that much about people's occupations. I don't either, right? but
0: I've never met an entrepreneur who describes himself as an entrepreneur. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: they're the kind of person where you go, Oh well, you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, I guess I am. Yeah.
1: Usually once they're successful as an entrepreneur, they're like <laughs> founder, right? Exactly. Founder and CEO of, blah blah blah. Exactly. But, um, I, that <laughs> <laughs> there's an immediate negging, yeah. Where he says, you know, oh, I'm on here, but um, you know, I'm probably not going to find anything here. He's opening up, that
0: looking for love, probably won't find it here, though. Right.
1: So I'm like, one negative, but two so negative negging. Like, yeah. this is this is you. Um, advertising yourself to other people, yes, right, and kind of like I'm, and then and then insisting mm. that you must be serious yes. before I engage with. There's a certain kind of demanding,
0: there's a level bit controlling coming through already, yeah, yeah, and negging, Just for people who haven't listened to us talk about neving, negging before, mm. negging's different to negative. Yes, Negging's directed at you. Yes, right. So it's that kind of thing. You and I be on a date, and I yeah. go, oh Gilbert. It's really, I didn't expect you'd be able to read.
1: Yeah. Yes. So on the surface, it's a, compliment. Seems like a compliment, yeah.
0: But I'm going, I didn't know someone like you could read. Right. It's obviously they're putting you down.
1: Yeah. So it's it's simultaneously insisting that you have to be serious, but yeah. also claiming that you're probably not going to be serious.
0: This guy would message you three messages in and go, why haven't we met up yet? <laughs> You're not taking this seriously.
1: Right. But then probably doesn't demonstrate that seriousness themselves. No, it's and just then doesn't show up to what the date. they've said. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, I'm in here, but I don't expect to find anything, which is like, I'm not taking this seriously. Yeah. Then the next sentence is, you should be serious. And his last words, don't bother. I know. <laughs>
0: I mean, to me, it's like when I would see someone's profile and they would basically lead with the fact that they were devastated from their previous relationship. Mm. Like, okay, I understand you're devastated, but you're fucking trying to date me.
1: I know. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't lead with that.
1: Oh my gosh. I've got a story around that one. But, um, yeah. It's it's
0: wild (laughs) to me. It's like you meant, this is you putting your best foot forward. You're already telling me
1: don't yeah, bother. Yeah, that's probably their best foot though. This is it's I think you're like foot. you're so nice that like, you think they're hiding some nicer <laughs> version of themselves. And I'm like, oh no, Nelly, this is the extent. This yes. is his generosity and magnanimity yes. appearing to you. Yeah. It sounds very self-important. Oh my lord. I mean, this is a hard swipe left. And it sounds young. How young is it? Yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, twenty-one.
0: Yeah. But he's old enough to know better than that but just as a yeah. general rule for those yeah. of you particularly if you're getting back into online dating there's heaps of people who might have been out of the dating game for 20 30 years mm. there were no apps there were all that they're mm. getting back in never ever lead with the negative <laughs> you do not lead with i'm broken hearted you do not lead with don't cheat on me do you do not yeah 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 always with I'm the like positive I was, yeah i'm but i'm like Oh, no, they who do. Isn't broken
1: hearted oh, who isn't brokenhearted or who doesn't. Who hasn't been cheated on. Who doesn't want to, like, I don't want to meet someone who's going to cheat on me. Like, yeah, that's no, not. That's, you know, like, <laughs> what do, I'm looking for is yeah, a cheater. I'm like, my standards <laughs> are so low that yeah, I've, yeah. this is my bottom deal, right? Yes. I'm like, please don't cheat on me. Yeah. Um, and then I'll start yeah. dating you. I'm yeah, like, that no, bar's too low. No. That bar's too low. But also
0: imagine the impression you're creating. Literally imagine yourself on a date mm. with this guy. Oh no, I'm not. No,
1: I'm not going to do that. That's. I'm right. <laughs> imagine
0: him telling me off. Yeah, of course. So how I eat, mm-hmm. what I've worn, how many times I messaged him. Like mm. I'm going to be in trouble, straight mm-hmm. away. So I'm mm-hmm. not going. So when you're writing your profile, mm. and maybe even give it to a friend.
1: Yes, oh, absolutely. Right, let
0: them read it. What would the impression be, mm-hmm. of me from this profile?
1: Because
0: mm. if it's like, oh, you seem sad and bitter i know (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to get many matches
1: yeah i i think that's really interesting to like as a i know i'm being like really serious now but as an exercise to because you know if you do find yourself falling into that pattern of writing in those terms it's actually a really good thing to kind of start making sure you work through that to make sure that you can be in a relationship It's that, your own red flag. It's, yeah, it's like, oh, my yeah. God. That is, um, but I also get it. Like, I'm not having a go. No, at I totally like,
0: get it yeah. as well, but I think it's really critical. Get a friend that you trust, ideally a few friends, mm. show to them. If they say, this sounds like you're really broken
1: mm.
0: or this sounds like you're really angry mm. or I would think you're going to get on the date and tell me off, mm. absolutely pause and reflect. Am I ready for dating? Mm. Because maybe you're in a space, maybe you just need a month. Yeah. Maybe you need a year, maybe you need five years. Mm. But if you're bringing that, I hate the word energy because I don't do hippies, but you know what I mean? Vibe. If you're bringing that vibe <laughs> into a date, that's yep. what you're going to get back. Yes. Yeah. Or you'll
1: find people looking for that vulnerability, which is not what you want either. Even worse. Yeah.
0: And a lot of middle-aged people going back into dating, that's a real risk. Yes. Particularly yep. if you have been felt neglected Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you've been lonely Mm. or whatever, like it's a real risk Mm. that someone's looking for that and going, oh, I found someone who's Mm. got some sore spots. Yeah. I reckon I can can manipulate that.
1: Yeah. It's also interesting because of the way that, you know, it's a normal human tendency to work out what's gotten wrong previously Mm. and then want to search for the opposite as quickly as possible. Yeah, But that often is like, There were lots of other things around it, but they're so focused on that one thing. They're like, this one does this. And I'm like, but what about the rest of the
0: (laughs) But you can find the same problems in a different personality.
1: Exactly. Right, so
0: maybe you were married to a really quiet woman. Mm -mm -mm. And you go, right, I'm going to look for the life of the party. Right. But they both might be controlling. Yes, yes.
1: So
0: the issue is the controlling. Yeah. It's but not they the don't personality. That. No. Yeah, yeah. You get
1: razzle dazzled. Absolutely. I don't know yeah. if that that's happened to me on some dates. Oh. Where I go, oh my god. That's like my entire dating dating life from like <laughs> fifteen through to forty. Like it was only yes. in my late thirties yeah. that I kind of went. Maybe this isn't about trying to find individual personal traits yes. that then map onto, like you know. Quietness can be a problem. Yeah. in a way that loudness can also be a problem. Exactly, and it's not about a third thing. It's just that yeah. the quietness in that particular person manifests in this yeah. particular way, which was like not and you helpful can for that relationship. exhibit
0: unhealthy behaviors with both of those personality types. <laughs> Absolutely, you yeah. know, introverted and extroverted can can display the same behaviors in different ways. Same shit, different bucket. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we sort of look out for that. Mm. All right, are you ready for a listener letter? Yeah. Okay. Dear Nellie, I love your podcast and hearing your wonderful guests like Gilbert. Okay, she <laughs> didn't say that, but, you know, yeah. she will. As well as your warm and compassionate commentary insights and wisdom. Thank you, Nellie. Well, thank you for saying that. I was listening to your episode Sloppy Seconds with Scott in the car the other day. So that is with Scott Brennan. Mm-hmm. It's concerning the woman whose boyfriend slash partner and his daughter moved in with her three years ago and she's feeling resentful but she also feels bad wanting him to move out. You and Scott both agreed that her feelings and needs matter, etc., etc. but there are two things that really bother me and I felt were left unsaid. They both concern money, exclamation uh. point. She mentioned the bills and that he's only contributing to the electricity and gas bills, I think it was. I wonder if this is part of the issue for her. The fact that she mentioned it suggests that it might be. If he's only contributing to two utilities, it effectively means he isn't contributing to food rates, water, maintenance, internet, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Even if she does own her own place, he isn't paying board. He is freeloading. It costs a lot of money to run a household and cost of living pressures are huge at the moment. The money she's spending on keeping him housed and fed could be going into a holiday or into her super, etc. We don't know his situation and why he's not paying his way. Maybe he's cleaning the toilet. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's cooking meals, helping run the house, helping with her children, possibly but probably not. Mm. So no wonder she feels resentful. The other thing is that they are in a de facto living arrangement and if they separate and his financial situation is not great, mm-hmm. could he then have a claim on her assets? Yes, yes. that's me interjecting. Um, her house, her super, etc. This is a huge issue facing women over 50. Mm. This is why I felt compelled to write in and would be really keen to hear your thoughts on it, as well as how to have conversations about money. Thanks, Nellie. Warm regards, Anonymous.
1: Mm.
0: Right. Yep. So this is very middle-aged dating question, right? Mm. Because when you're 20, mm. you're not thinking about superannuation. Mm-hmm. You probably don't own anything. Mm-hmm. You're probably living week to week. Yep. You probably haven't got kids. Mm. A whole range. It's a really different landscape. Yeah. So, what did you think when you heard that letter?
1: Spot on. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, these are you know, these are significant concerns that are affecting mm. um, a lot of people, and yeah, I mean, in terms of like advice and how to have mm. the, I'm like, I don't know. I've got advice on how to have it. Yeah. But I just think it's important to actually just to be have it because, yeah. you know in a sense, you know, we're going to have time to fluff around. Right? Yeah. And you've got to look after your super in this yeah. economic environment. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as I understand in Australia, women over 50 are the largest, are the, are the fastest growing um, group, group of Group of homelessness. homelessness, correct. So, I mean, you know, you really have to protect that. Mm. I know that it's really uncomfortable because – You know, we're meant to be in a context where love conquers all and we shouldn't have to think about those sorts of things. Mm. But that's just bullshit and people dating at our age, you know, or older Mm. should know that that's, you know, Mm. you can't just rely on that anymore.
0: Talk to someone five years down the track. Yeah. You know, when we – and I'm the same, you know, when you watch a rom-com or something or reality TVs I'm known to do and they talk about (laughs) prenups, Yeah, you know, and you think, oh, God, how awful. Mm -mm. Imagine being engaged to someone and Mm. they're talking about prenups. But you know what, we're too old for this shit. Exactly, yeah. We're too old for it. And she's absolutely right. Mm. Look at this context. We just mm. talked about the vulnerability. Mm. I would say this applies across the board, but especially to older women mm-hmm. and, as, and older gay men, mm-hmm. you know, of being in that vulnerable situation of it being easier to be manipulated into, mm. but I love you, love bombed.
1: Yeah. I love yeah. you so
0: much. Da, da, da. Just turns out you own your house. Mm, mm. Just turns out that I wouldn't mind moving in mm-hmm. and i maybe I'll pay for some of the power, mm. but you don't want rent, do you? Mm. You know, like that is bullshit. It is. Unless yeah. there's extraneous, like if they have a disability, like there might be mm. legitimate reasons, but it didn't sound like that in
1: that call. Right, yeah. It sounded
0: like he'd just moved in.
1: mm, I wasn't, you know, I don't remember that call. Yes. But, I mean, I'm also open to the fact that people can choose their their relationships and the way they run. And so if that's done completely. Above board. Above board, voluntarily, wasn't pressured to. But because there was resentment there, I think there's Mm. other stuff around it. And I think that um, it's better to have that conversation. Yes. Because, look, you know, if you've got those feelings, they're just gonna continue to to pop mm. up throughout it, and then it just gets worse anyway, mm. which is not the good a good basis for a relationship. So, mm. I'm like, you know, that uncomfortableness, mm. you just got to push past it because mm. I totally agree. This is a conversation mm. that person yeah, really have has to have. have, and really to protect their their assets at this stage, they right? actually really like literally do. Yeah, and I this uh, I think transforming that into a question of trust Mm. I think is such a disingenuous. It's a red flag. Yeah. To me, if you were a loving partner, you would understand that fear. Exactly right. I just can't see why you wouldn't want to allay that fear. Um, Yeah. The
0: analogy for me is, um, and we've talked about this before, if you go on a date, let's say you're a woman who goes on a date with a guy you haven't met before. Mm and he doesn't understand why you need to text a friend to say this is his name and this is where he lives, I'm going to his house. Mm, mm, mm. If he doesn't understand the need for that, fuck him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a rapist. No. It means that the woman's worried Mm -hmm. and that she's trying to protect herself. And if he doesn't get that, and the same in this kind of situation, Mm. the only thing I'd add, I reckon, if I put my cultural studies hat on, Just think about in this situation. So she owns her own house. She has kids. He's moved in. He's Mm. not clearly not paying anywhere near half. Mm. Just think about the cultural narratives that tell you, that tell women Mm. that they need to look after people, Mm. that they're there, that they're nurturers, Mm. that that's their role. Mm. Is that playing in? Is there a reason he's not paying rent? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Or are you doing it because. That's how you've been trained to be a girl in the world, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, and at least think about that. Mm -hmm. Yes, you might end up at that point where you go, you know what, I'm going to run a class analysis over this. I've got my money. I don't care. That's Mm. fine. Like as long as you've actually interrogated it. Sure. And then sat down and had that conversation. Mm. These are my expectations then. Mm. Because look at it from the other side. I would hate to be him in that situation going, well, I have to clean the toilet then because I'm not rich. Mm. (laughs) There's that side of it too. Mm. All of that needs to be discussed. Mm. And I reckon be really, really careful about anyone who wants to move in quickly, period. Oh, did you want to move in quickly?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah, 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 oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, yes. I mean, it's very different if you're in a relationship for a long time and then yes. you kind of no, like, well, no, no, let no, us no. And then you've no. agreed to this arrangement. She'd been like...
0: married, got divorced. I think bought her ex out of the house. Hmm. I think uh, from memory, hmm. he moved in after a few months. Oh my god! Yeah.
1: Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No. I'm, look, I'm so I'm not judging. Yes. Like, you don't. You need to, but honey, protect yourself. Like protect just, protect your assets. And I, again, it's like it seems so <laughs> trust, but yeah. I'm like, but the other thing too is like. We know that divorces happen. We know yeah. that relationships break up, and this is like you know, all around us now. This yeah. isn't kind of a, a minor um, yeah. percentage, uh, you know, chance. Yeah. So within that context, I just think it's I think it's perfectly fine yeah. to you know. Oh my god! Please have that conversation. Please, 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 yeah, please, please. please. <laughs> and even if,
0: well, for me, it'd be a red flag if you two couldn't have that conversation, but have mm. it with a friend. Absolutely, yeah You know, sit yeah. down with a friend in a similar situation mm. Or who you can consider to be quite grounded mm. He wants to move in, he can't pay rent mm. What do you think? Because mm. once you say stuff like that out loud too mm. I think you start <laughs> yeah. to go Yeah, sometimes you're Whoa. like, oh <laughs> I think if you
1: If you Think about talking to a friend, and yeah. then you think, "Oh, I don't want to say I'd it exactly. That's going to sound bad." Correct. I'm like, yeah, "That is bad, honey. That's that, that is your bad. friends acting as your super yes. ego, helping you deal through." You know. Yes. So, it is for me. I do like speaking to friends that I know are going to disagree. Yes. Because if I still agree with my position at the end, yeah. Because um, they're you know I've got smart you know yep. persuasive friends who care about me the compassionate
0: um, challenger. Mm,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I if think those that's good.
0: words come out of your mouth and you don't like the taste, I
1: know. <laughs> if, or like... if
0: you're editing, yes. So if you're, ex- let's say you, I come to you and go give it. Well, you know, I met this lovely woman and she wants to move in. Mm. Um, but she'll she's going to pay some of the gas. Mm, mm. Give <laughs> it. Mm, <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm, Even saying that, I'd feel mm, weird. Mm. You know, because why wouldn't she be contributing another way? Like unless yeah. there's another reason and why is it so quick mm. and how does this affect kids? Mm. And uh, like you'd pro- hopefully you'd start to reflect yourself. Yeah. You know? Hopefully, yeah. All right, we're going to finish <laughs> with my two favourite segments. I don't, yeah. I don't know, I've got one something for the first one. I hope so. Well, if you don't, we'll wing it. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is no shade on my ex. So tell us, you know, something shit someone did on a date, someone uh, an ex did, preferably stupid, but it can be, you know, <laughs> deep if you want to go there. I mean, we've had, like,
1: someone farted, you know. like It can, <laughs> okay. be, it can
0: be that benign.
1: Yeah, I think um, I remember this fight I had with my ex where <laughs> – so uh, I got to a stage where I'd have open relationships with with one of my exes. Yeah, we were out at the club. Yeah, we went there together. Yeah, and then he started to pick up these people in front. No, of no, me no, 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 no. And then was like dancing with it. I was like trying to like trying to like talk to him at one point, and he was like surrounded by these guys. And I had to oh. I had to leave you know the party by myself, and um, oh, and I was no. just I, you know. It was quite weird because he was like, I don't understand what I've done wrong. He said we're in an open relationship. I said, well, yeah, you can be – I'm happy to be in an open relationship, but that doesn't mm. mean you get to treat me like shit. No. If you go with me to an event, I'm there with you. With you. If you want to go pick up someone, then yeah. go there Yeah. without me. Correct. But I'm not there – like, I went with you Yeah. and then you dumped me yes. to go pick yeah. up someone else. For a better option. Again, and I'm mm. just like – this is just about basic manners, but also you like. Right. Why, why would you rub that in my face? I, well, look, Do you know. Well, you know, as we were in an open relationship. Yeah, you know, I was. You know, agree. You know, agree with that. Yeah, it's just that he didn't know what the rules were per se. But it's yeah, just that from my a, perspective, it's not that was cheating. Like. But yeah, it's I, not cheating, I think yeah.
0: I agree. It's incredibly well. I would say more than bad manners. It's incredibly mm. poor judgment.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's it's. And also because he was ignoring me was the other thing. Uh, that's so,
0: the problem for me. <laughs> right? I was going to – I was just about to say it feels a bit cruel mm. to me and it's not
1: that he picked up. No, if he picked up and then got so their number – you were neglected. Yeah, so they yeah. were like explicitly ignoring me at that event. Okay. And you then I had to leave by myself. No. Nope. Uh, so I was not – No. Nope. I remember we had to go see his parents the next day. Oh, God! <laughs> and he was like – you know, when am I picking you up? And I was like, well, I didn't realise you were. You were <laughs> picking up last night, <laughs> Mum. like I was like what, well, like, what did I do? Oh, I'm like, okay. oh, but my no, God. Absolutely
0: um, not. So <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm going to be processing that for a while. Like open-minded, this is part of the problem with the, you know, I don't even know what the terminology is, the mm-hmm. sexual liberation conversation. That's mm-hmm. very old school. But, you know the idea of being open-minded doesn't mean anything goes. It doesn't no. mean you get to be a prick. Right. Like you've still got to have basic respect and decency yeah, for anyone. Like if
1: you've just met, you should have that right. decency and respect. Yeah. I, but I think a lot of people haven't thought through this Don't. stuff, have never, you know, they haven't been in a culture that helps them think through that stuff. Um, nah, I'm not giving you know, them that pass. Uh, nah. I'm not sure it's a pass. Like I, when mm. I when I talk about I think these I would things, think it is. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No uh, no, I think other I think other people give them that pass. That's yes. what I'm saying is like yes. part of the reason why they kind of don't, you know, don't challenge that, but yeah, um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, uh, to ha- you know, I had to have that conversation yeah. and kind of explain well, I thought of it as kind of basic manners, like you don't just ditch people. Like you my really friends don't. would never do that to me.
0: Um, so let's finish up with, yeah. you know, that TikTok thing, he's a 10 butt. Yeah. All right, so he's a 10 butt, I don't know, whatever you think. Like you go on a date and you're like, mm. this doesn't make sense intellectually. Mm. <laughs> you know, if I'm
1: like my best self, if I'm my best girl, but I wouldn't care. I know, well, this one does make sense. I okay. Think, I think other people would have this. Yeah. As it. I haven't, I mean, look, to be, I haven't encountered this yeah. many times. I'm pretty really bad saying it. Now. Oh, see, now <laughs> I know it's going to be snobby. And I love l- it. It's not snobby. It's just, you can't help it. Anyway, so <laughs> I was <laughs> dating this girl. <guy. laughs> Go, yeah, come on. Perfect. Like, you know, great looking, intelligent. Yeah. Like, could converse. Had their own apartment that, you know.
0: Yeah. Everything tick, tick, tick. I was looking for, right? Yeah.
1: And then, yeah. Um, but he seemed to produce this extraordinary amount of saliva, and <laughs> I knew it was going to be when, something like that when we were kissing. It was just—he just—it was so much, it's like a mermaid. I, would, I was swallowing his saliva, <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus.
1: and because he was like—he's taller than me, right? So he's—he's—he's he's sta- he's like kissing downwards, yeah. And I'm—it's just pulling it's Niagara Falls, and then I, at some point I was like about to gag, so I. I I stopped swallowing and let it pull in my mouth, and the love kept falling down the sides of my face. It was so Jail much. Bit. I was drowning. I was suffocating. Oh, no. I'm paying that, and I was like, oh, "Look, you know, because he was he was a 10. I don't get 10s. Like I date, I date a you know six. So I was I, I was trying to find ways to be like, well. Look, it's like Pavlov's dogs. It means he's like really into you, like (laughs) salivating because he's so hungry. Like he loves you so much, you know. I was like,
0: trying to find ways. All I can think of is he's a six, but he's not a fucking human milkshake.
1: (laughs) Like, take the six. (laughs) No, that's too much. I tried for a bit longer, but it was really, I, I, and because I could, it was, I was feeling it in my stomach because I was, I was full. Yeah, gross. Because I was like, well, well, that was my entree. I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> let's go straight to mains because I'm like, I've just had too much already. Move that <laughs> mouth, <laughs> I <know>. and really, <laughs> like,
0: let's be honest. If you can't have a good hash, right, what's it's like, the
1: point? It's like it's
0: so important
1: it's to me. So
0: important. It's like Whether it's a really first bad. date or a long-term relationship, mm. hash is essential. Yeah. And if you're avoiding it because you might choke,
1: right? <laughs> like, it, was, it was a health hazard. <laughs> it was. It was like there should be those stickers for like kids, like "Be careful, choking hazard." Oh
0: my god! I feel so The bad. COVID nightmare. I feel so bad. Oh no! Don't feel, I just look. I couldn't. I couldn't swallow any think, more
1: saliva.
0: <laughs> I get it. I think there is. There's certain things. I mean, you don't presumably then just like dump that on him. No, but these no, no, things I didn't. where you I just go, go I, I can't. Yeah, I just can't. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, Gilbert, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Will you come back on? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus.
0: Have you back on and, and like I said, talk through some specific dates. Yeah, because yeah. I think again, there's lots of pe- Well, people who are in relationships mm. love hearing about dating because it's like someone's oh in the wild, know. you know. <laughs> but also, a lot of people who are going back into dating, mm. we talk about it so sort of generically. Mm. Let's actually pick Let's five go into dates. It. And yeah. that this happened and oh then gosh, this yeah. is how I felt. And, and then I this. post about that stuff. Right? I love <laughs> that shit because actually then you can recognize your own experiences yeah. and it helps you work through it. Mm, mm. And, again, if you're new to dating, which you are if mm. you've been long-term mm. single yeah. or in a relationship, mm. the specifics matter. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They matter because it's all very
1: esoteric. Oh, I know, yeah. You know, I don't know. What does red flag mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's like a black box, right? Yes. And you feel like. Other people know what they're doing. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, and then they yes. and then they just report on the good outcomes. Yes. right. It's like a it's a corporation. Yes, it's like here is our successful dating. Yeah, you know, I've now got this partner who you know yeah. feed me grapes in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, that's no, that's not me. No, he <laughs> showed
0: up as we had with the caller. He showed up in tracksuit pants and a bum bag to your first date. Fuck him off. Oh my if God. he's not going to make effort oh, on the no. first date.
1: Not even close. Yeah, he's no. not going to make it on the fifth
0: <laughs> year. You know, like, it will start as he means to continue. So That's we can get into it, the yeah. specifics. Yeah. And I yeah, think that yeah. would be really helpful if you're happy to come back. Home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would love to. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much.
2: <laughs> dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yes, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk.
0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy. And you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the producer boy creative production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yes!